Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO cast. We're getting good about doing all this stuff on time and actually recording weekly right now. It's kind of a miracle. Tim's out of season for his job. Um, and so it makes it nice and easy because Tim doesn't have to get up that early. And I usually work on this stuff in between certain things. Um, we got a lot of sad stuff that happened. So we're going to get out of the way early. But make sure to go to our end-all, be-all for all of our, basically, links, which is Linktree. Linktree is the coolest thing ever. It has everything on there. But it's Linktree. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastGaming. It has our YouTube, Facebook, our Twitch. It has everything on there. Check it out. We, Me and Tim game pretty much, you know, every night almost. Not tonight, but I'll be on all day tomorrow probably. So check me out then too. Well, Thursday. So if you, if it's uh, next Friday when you hear this. So if it, what's, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is the 10th. Thursday. So if you... Um, Oh, I know it's today's, today's the 10th, tomorrow's the 11th, so on the 12th, so 19th, so look for me on the 19th gaming all day long because I have nothing to do and I'll be off, surprisingly, so, but um, let's get into the sadness, there's just so much, literally right before we came on, Tim out of this one, um, Larry Flint, the creator of Hustler Magazine, um, and also the subject of the Woody Harrelson uh, film, uh, Larry Flint's Hustler Club, The People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. Um, he passed away. He had a lot of issues, didn't he? He was he had just yeah. Well, ever since he got shot outside the courthouse and was paralyzed, it just you he know, went downhill that, quick. That, yeah, there was there was more issues with that, and I don't think he. Um, probably had the healthiest of a lifestyle um either and i th- and right. i think that really i mean with the with the shooting and became becoming paralyzed really uh messed him up so but that that people versus uh larry Flint, the woody harrelson uh movie is i i would i would recommend that to see what i'm sure you know loosely based on it but to see what uh Larry Flint went through to get his magazine to where it's at, his publication to where it's at today. And Woody Harrelson plays a great job and even gets his uh, his voice down as well because Larry Flint has a, a unique kind of draw, I guess, um, to it. So, yeah, he saw that uh, just a couple hours ago and passed away at, at 78. So whether you like him or hate him, he actually has done a lot for – um, back in the day for the freedom of speech movement and his uh, publication uh, as well. It's kind of always him and um, Hugh Hefner going back and back and forth. Hugh Hefner kind of had the the taste tasteful nudie magazine and uh, Larry Flint kind of had the, uh, you know, more risque, I will say, um, magazine. But basically, I mean, his big thing was was freedom of speech and um, everything that goes along with that. So, yeah. So, um, people don't often, you know, Larry Flint, it's a nudie mag basically. Uh, but, um, you know, he, and I, like I almost said, got to meet him, but he didn't show up to the opening of the hustler store in Fresno. And a lot of people were disappointed. Like I said, whether you like him or not, it's just cool to 
meet someone of that stature. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. So, I mean, he was a very vital and a lot of freedom of speech things, surprisingly. So, you know, RIP. And then uh, the next one, Christopher Plummer, who was 91. Um, more recently, people would remember him in um, he replaced Kevin Spacey in the All the Money in the World movie where they reshot all the scenes with Christopher Plummer. Uh, a lot of him know him. Uh, actually, he's in The Sound of Music. So he was 91. Wasn't, you know, I don't think too unexpected. Um, next, we have Leon Spinks, who was a boxer. Um, actually defeated Muhammad Ali. I don't know when, at what point. I just in, read the glance I, over I, it. Uh, he was the former undisputed heavyweight boxing champ, as you said, and defeated Muhammad Ali in 1978. Huge upset. Um, and he was an Olympic gold medalist as well, winning the light heavyweight division in the 76 um, Summer Olympics in Montreal. Wow. Yep. So, um, and he was only 67, so it makes you yeah, wonder. But he had, what, what it, kind of... well, it said that he had five year battle with uh, prostate cancer. So, oh, so it wasn't like... boxing related for once. Yeah, no. So, look like you're succumbed to that, which, I mean, hey, good for him for five years, but. Yeah. Still um, stinks. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I didn't even know how bad uh, he was, but Marty Schottenheimer, um, yeah. offensive coordinator for a bunch of teams, head coach. Um, I mean, wh when's the last time he coached? Uh, was... I I don't know, but he was um, a head coach for 21 seasons, Chiefs for 10s, Browns for five, Chargers for five, and the Redskins for one, um, eighth all-time in wins with 205 and uh seventh and regular season wins at 200 and and fun little fact i didn't know um he also has the most wins as a head coach to not win a super bowl so wow yeah he actually is, um the reason why i was um i i knew about what was going on with him was they just mentioned him the other day during the afc championship game uh talking about him having issues and whatnot and I didn't know he had, so he had Alzheimer's. So, yep. um, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, it makes me sad. Oh, so he last coached, he was the head coach till 2006. Something that was 15 years ago. So, I mean. Yeah. And yeah. He was, I mean, and he was only 77. So does it say when he uh, was diagnosed with? Alzheimer's or dementia than Alzheimer's or anything like that. Just curious to see how long he. he um, let's see. 2011. So five years after oh. he stopped coaching. Wow. So he's had it for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a, that's a nasty one. So. Well, it said, so by the time the diagnosis was announced publicly in 2016, it progressed slowly, and he still maintained much of his memory and function. And he was about to begin an experimental treatment in slow progression. As of December 2018, he was still able to travel and made a brief pre-recorded speech supporting Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Okay. And then he put, yeah, he got put in a hospital on February 3rd, so before the Super Bowl. That's what they were saying, and then I remember talking about that. Oh, uh, like the, like this February 3rd. Like yes, he was put in, yeah. Oh, he was putting there VA. He coached. Whoa! So he came back and coached one season in the United Football League in the UFL. Yeah, I did. I 2011. Yeah, I want to say I saw that. 
I wonder if that's, that's the crazy. inaugurations uh, inaugural season of that team. Just to because I know some of them they'll get a, a an old school or older. Just to do it real quick, yeah. Yeah, just to do a one season, kind of put butts in the seats, and then they go, okay, thanks. Oh, and they won. So he got diagnosed the year that he won the championship with the Virginia Destroyers. Huh. But it sounds like it progressed really rapidly recently, especially if he had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Let me see what this says. Brother resigned from the Destroyers shortly before the signing discomfort over unspecified issues facing the team. Uh, wow. He sued him, too. Wow. The Virginia oh, yeah. Destroyers? Yeah, because they didn't pay him his money. So, <laughs> got to get that money. So, okay. Right. And then, um, uh, Mary Wilson, who I didn't know who that was until, um, I saw she was the, one of the creators of the Supremes, basically. Like, she was... She found member. found the founding member of the Supremes. Um, so it's a sad day for for especially that she was only seventy six. Yep. A lot and a it, lot of them. So for those that like say you know I'm saying only seventy six. You know the average lifespan for most of these celebrities we see pass away. Like you'll see them like ninety seven, ninety eight. You know like like you know Christopher 91. Plummer was ninety one. You know and people don't think well that's a full fourteen years. Mm-hmm. longer 15 than mary wilson so yep. you know and, and with and, her it and, said that she died suddenly so yeah um and then there's another one. i didn't know i didn't get a chance to look up this was trisha noble who's trisha okay. noble so i put that in that is she is a star wars actress who played and i'm a horrible with star wars name so you could you know razz me on that uh jabal nabari which is the mom of princess amadala she played, she, she played Princess Amidala's mom? Yep, is who she played in the two movies. What? <clears throat> yep. No. <sighs> I didn't yep. even know Princess Amidala. I didn't even remember her having a mom in that. It's probably one of those things where they just showed her for, you know, who knows, she may have had like five minutes screen time on both. It says she's in two movies, so she may have just had, you know, short screen times. But I saw that, and I'm like, who who the heck is this? And it says Star Wars actress, and I thought it was... You know, maybe a voice actress. That was the last like movie that. she was in, too, was Revenge of the Sith. Yep. And so she died with the 18th month battle with a mesothelioma. She was 76. So she was only in one Star Wars movie. Oh, in this one, it said it was in two. Yeah, she was only but, in Revenge of the Sith. Anyways, but yeah, so she passed away. So I kind of threw that in there just, to, you know. Star Wars tie. First thing she acted in was in. Let's see. I hate this. I hate the new way they do this with IMDb. She was on the Benny Hill show in 1966. <laughs> That's awesome. Patsy Ann Noble. So it looks like she was Patsy Ann. You know what's funny is, um, Patsy Ann, that's a very 60-ish name, so she must have changed it when she was trying to get more, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, either that or that was a stage name. Yeah. Um, last one, I am, you know, I didn't realize this was until Tim pointed out. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Brown from Alaskan Bush People. And for you that don't watch Alaskan Bush people or whatnot. 
he was the uh, the father or the patriarch, the one that you always see when they talk about Alaskan Bush people front and center. He had the long, <laughs> um, wouldn't really call it a Fu Manchu mustache, but similar. It was to weird. That. It was yeah. It was very different. It wasn't normal. Like um, yeah, you said, it, a Fu Manchu. It was it was different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was very long. It was almost like the uh, the ref that used to uh, ref the UFC games, but his was was braided. Um, but very long, like I said, kind of Fu Manchu-ish, but kind of uh, came down. He passed away um, from a seizure at the age of uh, after, or he passed away after suffering a seizure at the age yeah, of Yeah, and those Alaskan Bush people are legit, like, in the middle of nowhere, have no contact, um they're very big you know most most of the show that i have watched i've watched it periodically is them just preparing for winter it's literally all they do really every once in a while i think there's one guy one of the kids random randomly his wife is like from the city and they met somehow and she moved out there with him so it's like him teaching her how to live off the land and his brother the guy's brother helping him build a house with them and their kid so yeah, and I guess all of that started with the the dad here. So it yes, it was that. the dad and the two sons, I believe, and they yeah. would go out and do everything. And then also the his wife, their mom. Yeah. So, you know, R.I.P. to all of them. Uh, a lot of people passing away this past week, uh, right. and, and, and a lot of them close in uh, as far as you know. One day here, next day here. Yeah, and I mean, there's four of them are between seventy six and seventy eight. Two are 67, 68, and then obviously Christopher Plummer is 91, so uh, and not not the greatest. But uh, we yeah. want to move on, be more positive. To them. Um, this one is very pleasurable for me. So congrats to the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tim for picking a losing person who, I don't know if you saw, Tim, uh, the tweets that um, Patrick Mahomes' future wife and mother sent out uh, bashing ESPN for showing a picture of their son, her son, and her fiance sad, saying that they were making fun of him and bullying him, and then, and then his mother has the audacity after, mind you. So for those that don't know, the reason why I picked uh, Tom Brady to win is because of the BS calls that were were not being called against the Chiefs when they had a player, Arakpo suflexing dudes and throwing them on their head on the ground and not getting a single flag until a fight finally broke out. So his mom had the audacity to tweet at Giselle Boonchin, who is Tom Brady's wife. You guys didn't really win because the rest were helping you win. So I hope Patrick Mahomes never makes it to the Super Bowl ever again. I hope he never wins the Super Bowl ever again, because you have that kind of mentality that that's garbage. You know, how, how do you, I guarantee that kind of mentality. Now, now I want to go to his high school record and see, Oh, he played for one of those schools where his school he played at had every single star kid and every other school in the district sucked. Cause that's what it sounds like. It sounds like now, you know, he had great numbers cause he played garbage teams. What? Oh, you like it froze. Oh, sorry. no, I'm just staring looking at you, but you know, so I mean, I get it. You know, Tim, Tim, Tim was rooting for the Chiefs. He does not like Tom Brady, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine for you rooting, you know, for 
for certain teams, I have no problem with that at all. But when, you know, I, I don't know, man. No, it's, I mean, at at the end of the day, I mean, no matter who you for who you don't, um, congratulations to, um, oh, what's his name? The Mattress King who won $3.4 million because he always does big bets every year. Yeah, but here's the um, thing. So the, the Mattress King, those that don't know, so he, he is a Houston, per, he's, in, he's in Houston. He made the same kind of bet on the Astros. He does it on every single Super Bowl. He actually lost the Astros bet. But here's the thing. He makes a $3.4 million bet, but he also does a thing in his furniture or his mattress store that if the team that he picks wins, you have 30, I think it's within the, it's the week before and the week after you can get your money. If you want the week before and the week after the Super Bowl, I think it is. I can't remember. No, it's the, it's the two weeks in between the AFC championship game, AFC MC championship game and the Super Bowl. If you buy a mattress with, within those two weeks and the team that he picks wins and you bought a mattress for over $3,000, he'll give you your money back. Well, if his team wins the bet, he has the quadruple the amount of money to pay you to pay you back. If he loses, you bought him a mat about a mattress for three thousand dollars. So it's yeah. a win win for this guy. <laughs> he, he, he knows he what he's doing. He's smart. Way. Right. No, exactly. No. But, but. It, it, it was it was a cool, cool big win for him. I I, I do uh congratulate them. Uh, uh I know Tim will probably run right into it. The next thing was uh that Brady and Gronk both went to Walt Disney World. Um, with they even said like there's not gonna be a parade, but we're going. Well, and then, and then Gronk goes and he's in a parade. It's him by he himself. Was, he was in a parade by himself. Yep. I mean, it wasn't a parade for him. It was a normal parade, and he jumped on the float with Mickey, or he was on the float with Mickey Mouse, and the front screen said, "You know, Super Bowl champ." Oh, Rob well, Gronkowski that's pretty cool. Or whatnot. So it was, it, it was cool, but it's funny seeing that when they're like. We're not going to do anything. And Gronk, I mean, it was the next day. Monday, I saw pictures of him there. Yeah, he so, was there. Um, yeah, granted, they shared in, pictures of him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, it's in Tampa. It's not like he had to fly, you know, halfway across the United States or, or, or whatnot. So, but um, but anyways, back to the, the Super Bowl champs just really quick. You know, like I said, I mean, it was, I thought it was going to be a better game than, uh, than what it was. Um, but now... You know, it just shows that with with Tampa Bay and their previous Super Bowl win over the Raiders, or their defense was extremely dominant. Um, same thing with with a high scoring offense in the 2002 Raiders. This was the same thing. Their defense was really dominant. I mean, granted, you have Tom Brady who could throw up uh, numbers as well, <laughs> but I mean, it just your your defense kind of. Uh, you know, when wins you, especially if you could get to the quarterback. I mean, shoot, Patrick Mahomes almost had 500 yards scrambling. I think he had 497. Um, and I mean, not making excuses. Yeah, he had the turf toe and had the surgery and and all of that. And Kansas City's defense, they what I think handed Brady like three touchdowns because they got stupid penalties. Which is, you know, we could point at anything on that. I'm not like I said, not making excuses. I'm just saying, okay, really dum-dums you had a third down you stopped him but then you held the guy on the route 
away and, and from the, the ball. And the worst part Dude. is, is like it wasn't even one of those things where it was like, oh, come on, let him play. It was like no. the dude's head is looking straight up in the air because he has his arm around his neck and he's yeah. popping him up in the air. It yeah, wasn't it one was. of those things to, to put question. That's why I got mad about the messages that his mom sent, because I get it. You're frustrated that your son lost the Super Bowl. He's supposed to be the next coming of Jesus, apparently, is what you know she thinks. But, but I mean, to get back to the Super Bowl twice in a row is tough enough, let alone to win it. I mean, they the won worst, it last year coming the back. The worst. So. And like I what heard. Everyone, everyone says is he's going to be around for a long time as long as they have a decent supporting cast around him. He's going to be thing, back though. in the here's Super the Bowl again. Here's the thing What happened with Dan Marino? What do you mean, what happened with Dan Marino? He made it to the Super Bowl his rookie year and never won again. Yeah. So the thing that I I'm I mean, actually you could say ask. with Tom Tom Kelly made it four years in a row and the kicker missed you know two well, of them I, and they never I've, and they never won. I'm flat out going to say now um, with the issue with Andy Reid's son who's on the coaching staff, I honestly hope the, the Chiefs are forced to dismantle because getting drunk at the facility and then leaving and crashing into a car potentially killing a five year old. I was actively rooting against the Chiefs, and I feel like karma got on that that game because this is a second kid, second kid of Andy Reid's who's an addict that's caused issues. His yeah, first you, son died before. You can't bring down a whole team because of him, though. His his first son died before Super Bowl, and he went to Super Bowl anyways because his son was basically dead to him. And then this son, you know, has same problem, has multiple DUIs. I just felt like. You know, I had a reason to root against them. I have no dog in the race. My team's falling apart, apparently, because uh, our operations manager just quit today. So that's super. And your but, quarterback uh, wants to be gone from there. Yeah, but you got to think. The problem is, is they, they did him dirty. They told him they were gonna, he was going to have a choice in the GM. And they, he didn't have a choice in the GM. We're talking about Deshaun Watson and the Texans, by the way. But um, on top of the Super Bowl win going to Walt Disney World, today they had a boat parade. And, um, man, Tom Brady was feeling it off of av- avocado tequila. And right. um, they were actively throwing the Lombardi Trophy across water into other boats. I it's, mean, I could only imagine fun. Gronk diving in to try and save it. Right. Well, it was it, it was funny because Tom Brady threw it across and uh, Pat McAfee on his podcast, they did a little snippet. And like what he was saying, he's like, Tom Brady, this is his seventh one. He's like, with these Patriot guys, you know, Gronk's got four. He's like, oh, I got seven of these. This is nothing. I'll just throw it over here. Oh, no, you guys could could have fun with it. You know, when I've gotten, you know, a whole bunch of these on, on my mantle already, you know, so this is no big deal. I mean, he would never do that with the first one. With the seventh one, hey, here you go, guys. Have some fun with it. But like what he was saying how many people would have jumped in if that, I mean, it was the wide receiver boat, so they shouldn't have dropped anything. If it was Kansas city, it would hit him in the face and fall down. We saw that plenty in the super bowl. Um, <laughs> but it's like how many people would jump off that boat and dive in there if, if they, uh, if they would have missed it. But yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And it looked like that they had what well, I heard that LeBron was tweeting at him and being super jealous. So, you know, it, it was pretty funny, but it, it is, you know, really funny seeing them a video of the Lombardi trophy being thrown. And it wasn't like, you know, it was just, you know, from 
boat to boat, you know, over one to the other. I mean, it was a good probably like, I don't know, seven to ten yard kind. Of, I mean, he didn't toss it, but I mean, he heaved it over there. I mean, there was a decent was amount pretty, of distance it, it had to enough. cover. It was deep enough. Yeah. So, but it looked like they were having a uh, a fantastic a good time. time. And before we move on from that, I, I want to focus on, um, I did see there was a, um, a documentary, I think. I think it was it's because Julian as Julian Julian Edelman left the Patriots, right? Yes, I believe so. I think so. So, because um, I know Wes Welker, he was uh, with us for a minute, and I think he's somewhere else now. Yeah. So yeah, Julian Julian Francis Edelman, he's from Redwood City, right by us. Younger than me, the son of a biscuit eater. He was a Super Bowl MVP too. I didn't realize that. Um, so what the heck? That's dumb. Okay, 2009. So, see when he left. No, he's still still with the Patriots. Says 2009 to present. Huh? I thought I thought he left. I'm trying to think who was somebody from the Patriots was on a like a documentary style style thing talking about, um. Basically talking about Tom Brady and talking about Belichick and basically about how when Brady left, the culture left with him kind of thing. Can't remember who it was, but look for that on ESPN. I think it is. Um, we'll see. Let us know how you felt about that game. Like I said, go to all of, all of our links about the Super Bowl, Facebook. Everything is on Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Um, next, this one's going to be. Close to Tim's heart because. Well, do you want to do that or you want to do favorite Super Bowl commercial since we're already running in that? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, let's do that. So, so what's your what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Um, there was the one that I really liked was the Shaggy wasn't me the Cheetos commercial with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Uh huh. I thought that one was was pretty good, especially since I mean Shaggy was just in the. The Little Mermaid as Sebastian was it last year or the year before the musical right. one, um, that one, and then um, I guess that one was re- was really it. The Matthew McConaughey one was all right, but all right, um, all right, all right, right. Uh, but I think that one was was my favorite favorite one. I'm sure I'm missing one of them. All I remember is just what was it like NBC showing every commercial. It's like okay, we. We you mean it. CBS? CBS, whatever it was. It was so every what, single commercial. What's, what's crazy is, so I've known about this, and then we've talked about it, how CBS uh, All Access is changing to Paramount Plus. And I, yeah. I just found out, I guess they're getting, I can't remember what they're getting. They're getting something exclusive on Paramount Plus. can't remember what it was. Those commercials were kind of ingenious, like, you know, having Beavis and Butthead talking about crack, you know, what butt, yeah. uh-huh, that whatever. My favorite I have two favorites, one that wasn't aired and the one that was aired. The one that was aired is I love the T-Mobile one with Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because that one was just hilarious. And the one they didn't show, which it showed out after because um, AT&T is the – oh, no. Um, Verizon's the official sponsor of the NFL, so they can pick and choose who gets to air because – 
they let that one T-Mobile one go, but they didn't let the T-Mobile one go of Tom Brady and Gronk till afterwards. That is my actual favorite one. I'll have to check that one out. I that one's hilarious. Basically, so you know how the, the Gwen Stefani one was? It was cutting out. Yeah. Well, this one is basically Gronk golfing and telling Tom, you know, you you know, you should come down here, enjoy the retired life, get your sand in the feet in the sand. He goes, come down here to Florida, and you know, you know, we'll have a good time. Maybe I'll join you. And all Tom Brady heard was, he goes, if you retire now, you're a loser. Come down here, and maybe I'll even join you. And he goes, win another one, me, 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 win another one. It's not that easy, Gronk. <laughs> and then he's like, maybe you know what? And it goes to the press conference, and he's like, uh, I'm coming, I'm coming to Tampa, and Gronk's coming too. And it shows Gronk in his living room going, he looks, he looks all weird, and he's like, <laughs> I'm, reti- I'm retired from retiring. Uh, no, I'm, I'm retiring from being retired. And he goes, right. Mom, where's my football pants? And then it comes back to Tom Brady goes, yeah, I'm not, I'm not weaker. It's something like that, whatever he said in the thing. But it was really, really funny. Oh on the same lines as the Gwen Stefani one. Yeah. Um, I did like the uh the Budweiser, even though Budweiser said they weren't doing a commercial, they they had one, and I was kind of like, eh. And then obviously Will Ferrell's one, I thought that was pretty funny oh. too. That, yeah, that was the other one. Yep, that one. That was one was pretty funny. pretty funny, even though, like, because people don't know. So, there's some weird thing where, basically, you can pay. Like Tim might not have saw this, but we have a company called Bias called Clark Pest Control, and they pay to have an ad run right after the Super Bowl. So basically, if the local channel airing your thing is the local, well. The affiliate, so it's CBS this year. If they didn't have enough commercials, you can actually buy a commercial from them for your local area. So it's cheaper, but you still buy one. Well, there's a beer company in like Milwaukee or something like that that always has Will Ferrell in every single one of their ads. He does it for them every time it's a beer beer company. Legitimately, one of them was like him just standing in a field of oats, and it just zooms out on him, and he's sitting there drinking the beer in a field. Like it is super random, so I want to look well, to see. If it was better than the oat commercial things. that was this year. Oh man, that guy! I guess people are mad at him that even like it, that like what he sells. They're like that was a waste <laughs> of money, right? You know? And my the favorite one to hate was I didn't know this until a show I listened to pointed out. So Bruce Springsteen has a song called "Born in the USA," and if you actually read the lyrics, it's super anti-American. Like yep. it's really anti-American. It's basically saying that America is a bunch of pieces of garbage for sending their men over to Vietnam, basically. Um, uh, so everyone's like, oh, that ad was great. And then magically it comes out that he got a DUI in November. Yeah, and so he got a DWI. Everyone's quiet now, and then no one's talking about his commercial anymore because he's talking about coming to the middle. I'm sorry, friends. He will not come to the middle because he is anti-everything. So. Right. Um, but it was some decent – there were some decent Super Bowl commercials. I was actually surprised. Yeah, for the like, year that it was. They weren't, like, overzealous. They didn't try and go, like there, – there wasn't anything like – Doritos, well, my favorite one ever is the one with the kid with a time machine. And he the guy gets in it, and he, he starts shaking it, and he comes out, and it's the old man with the bag. He's like, you got so old, you know? <laughs> yep. You know, that kind of thing, you know? There was nothing like that. Obviously, the Budweiser one kind of played off of everyone's, you know, 
you know, the the beer voice guy, the real men of genius and all that stuff like that. Yeah. They yeah, played had all, all the flashbacks that, of the you know, old the ones. Bud yeah. Knight and then Post Malone from the new stuff. Um, and then the one that came really late was the Edward Scissorhands one, which yeah. I was just excited to see it because you just, the, um, the new Cadillacs, when you put it in autopilot, the steering wheel turns green on top to know that oh, autopilot's engaged. And I was yeah. trying to tell the wife that, and she's like, what? And it came up, and I'm like, see, look, look, look. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just that's so cool. Right. You know? But, you know, it, it was something I was just kind of like, look, we don't have much to look forward to. So let's, you know, I don't know, try and make and, the best of it. And I think they did the best they could considering the circumstances. I mean, you couldn't have a whole bunch of people on set doing these big elaborate commercials with COVID protocol or whatnot. It probably cost, right. you know, twice as much just to follow all the protocols or whatnot. So um, it, it would have been it would have been a lot of a headache to yep. try and get everything. Yeah, it would it would not be. It would not be the easiest thing. I could say that. Yeah. No, ex- exactly. So now that we've gone through the Super Bowl stuff, we have a little, couple more sports things. The first of which is um, this is probably one of my favorite things. And even though it was different this year, I actually really liked it because I think my favorite was um, last year. Was it? I can't remember who it was last year that got in, but somebody last year was at their hotel room. Like they got a hotel like in this one spot after doing their meetings. Cause like people don't know you meet with people like they like do interviews. It's like a job, you know, they want to talk to you and see like, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, are you worth it. What? Yeah. What are you going to do with your, your new notoriety? Because like some, for some people, no lie, this is like a game changing because a lot of them may have been out of the spotlight and they may like, well, you know what? I can do this and I'm going to be able to bring my brand out or do whatever. So, you know, when you see them and the second you see the dude, what's the name of the president? Oh, I can't remember his name. All I know is that when they, when you see him, even I, if I were to see him, I'd be like, what did I do for this, this for him to come out here? Because I'm not in the NFL. Because you know as soon as you see him that you're in the hall. He's coming. He, don't, he won't even have the jacket on him. He'll come up there to tell you face to face. And so yeah. the first one that I saw that I texted Tim as soon as I saw it was Woodson because – you know, mm-hmm. he was a Niner or nine nine. He was a Raider and a uh, a Green Bay Packer. And um, the way they did his is they had him filming a fake, um, uh, like he was doing like a promo or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, he was doing some some type of publicity event, like in his backyard or whatnot. Right? Isn't he the one that has Ron Woodson wine? Yeah, what's what's in one twenty four intercept? Yeah, yeah. Which yep. they closed their winery, didn't they? I think. Uh, they didn't close it. They had to move it. Earth, earthquake in Napa. It was in the building that got really damaged. Yeah. So they moved, uh, moved it to um, another place, which is actually down the road from the place that I used to work at at our Napa office. And okay. then he team, teamed up for his Intercept Wine, um, which is kind of a cheaper brand by a company kind of uh, down over in my neck of the woods, which is... Um, really well known and they do a lot of uh 
private label, aka like supermarket wines and and whatnot. Okay. I know he was so. trying to get into that because he was he talked about it when he did his little things all the time. Oh, yeah. um, so his was cool. Peyton Manning's was just kind of like, well, finally, I've been waiting for you guys for how long to come tell me, and it was kind of like super nonchalant. And I'm like, well, yeah, that was real. I was just watching that before you called me, and it was just. I mean, they lined up his old coaches and whatnot, so you knew exactly what it was. And he was doing a promo for his Peyton's place on ESPN Plus, and they came out behind right. him. And, and it was uh, he actually was talking to Tony Dungy, is who he was talking to. Yeah. So you know, it was it was expected. You know, like he probably already knew. Okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. But you know, I'm happy for him. You know, it was, you know, especially after coming off of where you're not going to um, uh, you're not going to have any Hall of Fame for MLB. You know, it's kind of nice to see people actually getting inducted in, you know, in pro football. Yeah. And just to go back to earlier, the guy's name is David Baker. He he is six foot nine, 400 pounds and he's big, broad shouldered. When he walks into the hotel rooms, he has to duck. He is a big dude. And the craziest part about him, when I noticed about him, is not only is he a big dude, but, like, he carries himself really well, and he always looks super happy. That's what I like about him is, like, you could tell this is his favorite time of year because he's telling dudes that they made it to the hall finally, which Tim probably had a cold one for Tom Flores because – He's been waiting for how long? About time, finally. Um, Especially with the notary. It's it's funny that you say that. So just, (laughs) we'll go just really quick. I'm just going to name them off. So your 2021 Hall of Fame inductees, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Drew Pearson, Alan uh, Fineca, Bill Nunn, John Lynch, and uh, Coach Tom Flores, which is finally he got in. And I'm glad he got it uh, and not didn't get it. Um, post humorous, but it was crazy. So, just quick little and Tom Flores, he's from California, he's from Sanger area, so kind of closer to where I live at. But he was uh, one of four coaches to win two Super Bowls and not be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he doesn't own that title now. There's three coaches, so that's crazy. He won two Super Bowls and not in the Hall of Fame. Um, also, him. And Mike Ditka are the only people to win a Super Bowl as a player, an assistant coach, and as a head coach. So I thought so that he was- has so he has more so he has four Super Bowls then so four Super Bowl he rings. He has um, two as a head coach, one, and I don't know on assistant coach. Yeah, so he's got four Super Bowls, I believe. That's and the first cool. one as a player, it was in it was before the merger. So I mean, it was still. Uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, it wasn't. I can't remember. Anyways. No, it wasn't the Super Bowl because the merger is what created the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, but you still had the the championships of that. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, the merger created the Super Bowl, but you still they didn't play each other, so you still correct um, that year had it. So him and Ditka are the only ones to have that notoriety. So it was really good. And actually, what really surprised me was Calvin Johnson. I mean. All of them, obviously, this is like the you know epitome of their whole playing career. Um, and it's funny, you see guys playing on the field that may be mean and menacing and whatnot. And when um, 
you know, that guy comes, knocks on your door, and there's a whole bunch of videos. He's all he knocks. That's his thing, you know. He knocks, whether it's on a door or whatever. Yep. Y- you wait for the knock, and when you get the knock, you open the door and you see this six Big, foot nine, four hundred pound Goliath. And they all everyone they just always starts... run away. They run away from the door. <laughs> yep. Woodson, he got up from a chair as soon as he turned around. He turned back around because yep. he knew why he was there. Yep. And uh, it, it's, exactly. it's a one of a that's a one of a kind experience. I would say that's even better than the jacket ceremony at the Masters, seeing them being yeah. told because they don't know when you're at the Masters and you win. You, you you can see they're usually pretty excited. Even Tiger Woods in 2019 was yeah. excited. But, oh, yeah. you know, you, you look at him, them and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You it, know what it, I mean? It, it, it came true, especially the guys that. um because there's a certain amount of time from when you're retired to when you're eligible for it. That's why you Correct. see, you know, these first ballot guys or whatnot. I think Peyton and Charles um, and Calvin Johnson was first ballot, if, if I remember right. I believe so, yes. Um, but then you get the ones you only have a certain amount of time that you could be on there. And then you have to wait for, you know, they have different ones of or like after you pass away or something like that. There's They, have, po- they have the one that they have like a... Um... They have like a legends committee who yeah. is like they don't make it. They they don't vote on the Hall of Fame. They can uh, unanimously. They all have to agree, and I believe they can do one or two people. And usually, yeah. it's like a coach or like um, a non like a kicker or something like that. That's like more of like they, they put they put them on there because of more of like their like their life achievement so like they were a good philanthropist or something like that yeah which yeah they, i can't they remember on well the nfl because i know um, that there, that there's a coach i think i didn't want to say tom flores was being considered by the legends committee at one time because yeah. i think usually what will happen is when you get close to your last year of eligibility a lot of times what they'll do is i think they talk to the legends committee and they'll be like yeah we're gonna go ahead and put them in kind of thing so you yeah, know and, and this with tom flores it's they always are kind of changing things and how they not necessarily how they vote on it, but the different categories. And it's weird. You, you break it down and how it all goes. Like you said, the legends, and then you got the normal one. Then you have some, some other ones and they, they're always kind of, yeah, they have like a third one. They have a third one that they can, they can do where it's like, um, it's like a coach only one. Yeah. So like it's, or owners, there's like one where like owners can get put in, like for yeah, whatever like front reason. office people or what exactly yes yeah so i know this year the tom flores one it was something to do with coaching or something like that and it was the first year and he was the one that got it i know locally down here coors light was running uh, a lot of ads with him in the ad because he was on the he was on the coors light uh, cans in yep. our area yep yeah and so they'd drive by and you know coors light truck would honk at him and he'd be like chilling in the front yard on a lawn chair and he kind of just you know tip yeah. the beer to him or get out of a car and they're like oh my gosh your legendary coach tom flores and you know and and that was that was it so um no congratulations to uh to them all and then of course it's fitting to do it uh by the uh by the super bowl and i can't remember when the actual hall of fame uh ceremony will be but it's usually um, before the first preseason preseason game. That's right. They do that one game. They do at it the at the Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame stadium. Yep. Yep. I yeah. actually that's what my aunt lives about forty five minutes from Canton, 
and I oh, went nice. there and saw the stadium. I was there for the Texans unveiling of their jersey and stuff, so it was pretty cool. Awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a cool experience. It's very like it feels rinky dink when you get in there, but you feel really humbled just because of everything that's in there. You know, it's yeah. you know, and I that. think it's it's fitting not to. I mean, I wouldn't really want a huge big stadium. You know, state of the art stadium. I mean, it's like the Hall of Fame game. Let's have it like a Lambo or something like that. Something where well, that's more nostalgic. Cool. That that stadium is pretty cool. It's old style. It's outdoors. Yeah. It reminds me of the Coliseum a little bit, but not as big because yeah. it has that same that the outside white uh, rock style. So yeah. you know, well, yeah. Congratulations to all of them. And right. then we have it's going to be like a Tim review hour. So let's do real quick. Tim saw two things. He saw the 30 for 30 on Al Davis, which I did want to watch. So I'm interested to hear this one. And then didn't you already talk about that fake famous? You watched, you watched it. I, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a good chunk of the beginning and I stopped at a part where I think would be a good stopping point for me. Cause I knew I wasn't going to watch all of it. So, okay, um, well let's start with the 30 for 30. And how did you like that? The, th- the 30 for 30 was good. It was on uh, Al Davis and Pete Rozelle's, uh, I don't know what you would want to call it feud, I guess. Um, so it wasn't like on Al Davis and his life and career or whatnot. It was specifically on him and, uh, Pete Rizal. So when they, when the merger came about, Al Davis was the commissioner of the AFL, Pete Rizal was commissioner of the NFL. Um, and they merged and, uh, you know, Pete Rizal ended up becoming the commissioner of the NFL. So Al Davis was kind of mad, not necessarily about, well, kind of about Pete Rizal being the commissioner, but also it's like, well, hold on, wait, how can we get to pick their name and something, you know, everything like that. So, um, and Al Davis has sued the NFL uh, multiple times uh, on it. And when it, it, it goes into really detail, about the comings about of that and going through the trial. I mean, not really, really in depth, but gives you just an overview of it that you maybe not have known um, about it. So, and I mean, Al Davis, whether you love him or hate him or you know whatnot, uh, he was a businessman at the end of the day. And I mean, you may say, yeah, him suing the NFL, but it's like, Hey, you're not giving me a straight answer or whatnot. So the only way to get it is basically to sue him or you're, you know, kind of screwing me around here or hanging me out. So, all right, I'm not getting anywhere. Well, if I sue you, we're definitely going to get somewhere. Well, the, um, the big thing with Al Davis, I will say is, is he was very set in his ways and he got what he wanted. You know, yep. uh, Sebastian Janikowski is a very key, you know, a, a example of that being someone who he literally got, was a first round draft pick. For, you know, um, they've, they've they've made a lot of questionable decisions, but you got to think he they were they were the bad boys of football. They were winning with John Madden. They were doing great. And things just the problem was, is he didn't adapt. So he was himself the same exact person the entire time that he ran that team. And his son is the, the spitting image of him doing the exact same things um, with yeah, a little minor the only little minor his son has is just the last name, but he's not able to play at the big boys table. Well, and that's why he has people who can. That's why they went and got, yep. you know, Mike Mayak uh, and John Gruden and all John of that Gruden. Exactly. So, yep. 
Well, that's good. I'm gonna have to uh, catch it. Um, <laughs> the only weird get, thing I will I will say about it is, of course, with these thirty for thirties, they always do kind of something new or different um, about it. And this one, and <laughs> I didn't know it going into it that they got two actors and they did the CGI kind of like what they did with Paul Walker at the end of that one fast and the furious that he didn't finish where they got his brother and then CGI the face onto it. Mm -hmm. Um, They did it on this one as well. Pete Rozelle looked good. Um, Al Davis did not at all. I don't know who did his CGI, but it was bad, Uh, (laughs) like really bad. And I'm surprised whoever did it signed off on it you know it was great but i mean al davis he has you know a distinct facial structure and in all of his pictures he has you know not necessarily buck teeth but his his two front teeth are just a little bit bigger than his other ones like i said not buck teeth or anything but every time he smiles or whatnot that's what you notice (laughs) and when they did the cgi i mean i looked over at my wife um who's also raiders fan and her whole family is we're like is that supposed to be Al Davis? That looks absolutely horrible. Um, like I said, Pete Rozelle looks great. And then at the end, I mean, they had uh, Brent Musburger in it as well, kind of doing the the intro. And I mean, a little thing in the beginning and then a little thing at the end. And then they had, um, of course, Mo Davis. I mean, Mark Davis um, on it at, at the end as well. And his little... Uh, I don't know, trying to say that, you know, my dad, I'm kind of like my dad where he got knocked down but came right back up or with him. He was looking to get a stadium done uh, and everyone voted it down and then he got back up and now, look, I got this Vegas stadium. It's like, no, you, yeah, you, you, you can't, you know carry your dad's jock strap you just got handed the team because he passed away and you know back in the day you wanted nothing to do with the team and now all of a sudden you're trying to be you know all big boy with it instead of the big boy table with you know jerry jones and robert Kraft, and they're like um no there's a little kitty play table over there mark you go over there so but it, it it's good i think it was an hour and a half um i really enjoyed it um, and then the fake famous, I'm like, you know what? I want to check this out. And they basically put out the casting call, like we said before, got the three people. It was in L.A., uh, filmed from 2019 to 2020. And what they did and the spot that I stopped at. So they <laughs> before that, they go and they want to be famous, but it's more. Um, like as an influencer famous, social media, face the Facebooks, the Instagrams, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that they were going to do it is they're going to take these pictures that you always see, but they're not necessarily doctored, but they're not a true picture. You know, it's like, oh, hey, we're going to like one of them you see in the uh, trailer. They get a kiddie pool. They fill it with water and sprinkle the rose petals in it. And it looks like she's yeah, and they put the girl's hair head head in it. They take the picture, and it looks like that she's you know in a big tub or a pool with these rose petals. It's like it's a kiddie pool that they had to take the leaves out and just fill it up with water. So, <laughs> kind of things like like that. But then, so you got these three guy, three people, and they're kind of doing their normal life, and you got the 
producer guy or director, he's like, okay, now I'm going to go into this uh, website or whatnot. And for 300 bucks, I'm going to go get them 500 likes. So boom, right. he does it. And all of a sudden the person's like, man, dude, I'm just getting, I've just put up this picture and I'm getting all these likes on it. And it looks like legit people. It's just all bots. And then, so then he goes to this other one. He's like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, 500 new people for this guy. Boom. Credit card says, yep, you're good to go. And all of a sudden it pans to him. He's like, look at all these people wanting to friend me uh, on it. And it tells you exactly what website to go to and how much each of it is. Hey, you want a thousand people? You want 500 people? You want likes? You want comments? What what do you want? And it's all 100% fake. So that's kind of right where I stopped that. I'm like, ooh, this is going to get good. And then it starts exploding up, exploding them. Um, and the, I can't remember them. Cause they wanted people that didn't have a lot of followers anyways. And one guy was like, you know, how many do you have on Instagram? He's like, I think I have like 400 or something like that. So they want people with a low count anyways. Right. And all of a sudden, like I said, right when I stopped it is when they, and that's the whole thing of it is we're going to get these people fake famous because it's fake people, fake reviews. Um, everything's fake to get the, to get them noticeable by, you know, the bigger people and sending them free stuff. But to get there, it wasn't genuine or anything like that, or they had a viral video or, or doing something. It's all due to, you know, fake everything. I mean, comments on it. Um, I mean, buying comments, likes, and, um, and people. So I thought that was an interesting premise because we always hear about, it. oh, so-and-so lost X amount of followers because they went through and did um scrub bots from this particular coding thing or whatnot um but i'll be curious to see how it how it goes from here and what the ending of it is so yeah well i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to check out peek, peek into it this weekend and see um let us know if you've watched it Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Go on one there and let us know. Um, we're going to rapid fire some of this stuff because it's kind of, you know, we all know a bunch of this stuff. Um, the first one, so Tim, Tim probably doesn't know. So CD Project Red is the ones that are getting all the backlash. They are the ones that made Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher. Um, well, they apparently had their cult, they had their code stolen. They got hacked. Code was stolen, and now they're being extorted. And for those that don't know, that basically means the people are threatening to release the code to other people so they can create similar games. Because usually there's a base code that you use, and then you just build off of that. So that one's pretty crazy. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is joining the Borderlands movie. I wanted to do this one right now because I'm just confused what this movie is going to be about. Because you already have Kevin Hart in it, and now you have Jamie Lee Curtis. All I can think of is Jamie Lee Curtis has been doing great in the Halloween movies. Is this going to be one of those ones where all of a sudden they're doing something that's more serious, or is it going to have a little joke in it? You know, who knows? I have no idea. There's no. It just they're just doing the casting. And was she, was uh, her last movie that she was in? Was that was she in the Knives Out movie? I believe so. Okay. I think that's probably the last one she was in. She yeah. hasn't done. I know um, I haven't seen her in an Activia commercial in a while, so she's got to start earning that money somehow. That's right. Um, because that was her bread and butter, I think, there for right? a while. Um, I just saw I was randomly on TV was uh, True Lies, 
Wow, yeah, so Knives Out, but she she's a voice on Archer for two episodes. That's kind of crazy. Um, wow. But yeah, nine, nine, uh, Knives Out. But that's what's crazy. She was in two, ep- having- two movies in 2018. So, I mean, she's staying pretty busy. And they're having two more Halloween movies that she's going to be in. Yes, yes. In- coming out this year and next year. Yep, yep. That we're gonna, they're going to film them both back-to-back, I believe. Um, next, we got M. Sh- M. Night Shyamalan had a teaser for his movie Old that was a commercial that did not make sense. It looks dumb. I don't want to watch it. Stereotypical M. Night Shyamalan. Yep, exactly. Um, and so then which which everyone, means it'll be a great movie until the end. Until the end. Um, yep. And then um, next we have Mayans MC is returning on March 16th. So I think Mayans MC is the first show in the longest time that I started watching every episode of the, when it came out. I wouldn't let them bottle up. You know, maybe there was a case where I worked late one week, and so I had to watch two at a time. But other than that, I've been keeping up pretty good, especially because Hulu and FX have a deal. So it shows up the very next day on Hulu. So I'm excited about that because some of the shows, they are the next day, but it's kind of delayed. But FX makes sure it's up right away. Um, And I skipped that one because we're going to go right into our Disney pile. Um, Tom Holland says that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not in Spider-Man 3. I don't trust him at all because he already has spoiled something before. And there's been a couple times when he was doing stuff for Infinity War and Endgame. And they make sure that either Mark Ruffalo or um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch are with him because they keep him sh- they keep his mouth shut. I mean, there was even a gimmick where the Far From Home poster was revealed on his feed as a joke. As like he spoiled it, but he didn't. They they sent it to him to do it like promotion wise. Um, so we're gonna see what comes of it. You know, there's rumors they've seen several former villains, William Defoe, Alfred Molina, who play uh, uh, the Green Goblin and Doc Ock respectively. So we'll see. But one thing just happened right now. I got a text message, Tim. Uh-oh. There is a article going around right now that Gina Carano is no longer associated with Disney or the Mandalorian because of her comments about some stuff. I'm not going to say that. Um, really? Cause I, I do, I don't know what the heck's going on with that. Cause I saw something and I didn't click it or anything that last week that she was that, you know, they were in talks or whatnot. And like I said, I didn't click it. So, so what happened she was, was going to get something. Two, week, two or... weeks ago, they had her scrubbed from the posters. So yeah. she's no longer on the posters. And she has said some things. And I don't know the full extent. I haven't seen exactly what she said. Because, you know, articles that hate her, CNN's in the put. Well, she said this super racist thing. And then you see what she actually said. And it's not what she said. So, you know, I don't know what she actually said. I do know what um, did happen is it's from multiple sources. She has said something to the lines of she compares being a right wing person because she's getting persecuted where she was because she was a right wing person. They were persecuting her for her beliefs, whether you disagree with them. I'm not saying I disagree or agree with her at all. I'm just saying that that's how she felt. But she did say something along the lines of it was compared to be like a Jew during the Holocaust. So, um, yeah, that is not something you say. 
Um, I don't know where she said it at because um, uh, there's my kids screaming. Um, uh, I don't know where she said it because she's she's not on Twitter really. Um, she was trying to push over to Parlor before it got shut down. Um, so yeah, she does. Um, she does share a lot of stuff like. Um, I don't know, like weird, like shows and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. Um, I haven't seen anything on our Twitter. I've been looking like crazy. Everyone's commenting on the post. I shared it on our Facebook page and uh, trying to figure out, um, you know, what's going on. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny calling out the culture. Um, but you know, I wanted to bring that up right now cause it's, it's literally happening right now. So that's crazy right now. Um, yeah. Let's so see what happens when it all plays out, we'll see you, you, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's not good for her at all. She wasn't that great of an actress anyways. She was good in smaller parts, but you know, whatever. But, um, okay. So, uh, Disney's California adventure. We've been bringing this up probably the past six months because Tim and I are old about going to Disney California adventure when it first opened and it turned 20 it turns 20. I think it's, it's in this month. I think. Yeah, it was the, uh, the eighth. So a couple yeah. days ago, a couple days ago. Yeah. So yeah. Cause it was crazy. I was thinking of back. Um, one of the trips that I went to, I believe it was with my family. Uh, I know the second trip was, but the first one had to have been. And I remember parking where California Adventure was. I don't yep. remember like um, the specifics of it, but I remember pulling into that parking lot because you used to go right where the buses go and they go to the to the right to um, go in the transportation center there. And you um, had the trams. And and you would go, you would pull in through that, but the cars would go to the left to the to the parking lot back there. Uh-huh. Um, but I remember that. And then the second time going, uh, it was our senior year, but it wasn't the senior trip because I went um, the end of December before that. So that would have been uh, end of December was 2002 uh, on it. And it was two years old. And it was, I mean, nothing had really changed since then to what it is now yeah uh, and i remember because there was a disneyland podcast that i listened to um earlier today and it had the one of the imagineers that was the head uh in creating uh dca and, and everything that went in with it and the california letters out front so it's pretty cool listening to that um and listening to his take on it uh and you know the different rides and whatnot that that were there it's like oh yeah i remember that i remember that i remember that so that was it was, it was, was pretty weird cool. because when I remember when we went for grad night because I didn't really go back until I came with you guys. It had been ten years since graduating. You know, we went what 2011, I think. No, oh. we went 2013 ish, I think 2013, 2014. Yeah. Um. So I hadn't been in about ten years. Well, I remember they were. It was super cartoony. Like they were trying to make it like a real life, like Toontown type of feel. And like have everything splashed in there with San Francisco and L.A. and all that kind of stuff. Because if you go to Disney World, which Tim actually probably didn't get to see at Disney World, they used to have the back lot where you get to walk on the streets of New York City. So it looked like you're on a long street, but it was only like two buildings in this back set made it look like it was a deep street. 
So when we went for our honeymoon, they had that there, and they were trying to do a similar thing in California Adventure. Now it's much more about the experience, um, which we're going to talk about something they're going to be having there soon. But um, it's changed quite a bit, and the rumor is they're going to remove the California part about it. They're going to call it like Disney's Adventure, like it's Adventure Park. It's, they're going to change it because it's no longer California-centric. There's no more Soaring Over California, um, you know, things like that. They they bring it back from time to time, but it's nothing special. It's just, you know, the same ride. Yeah, and I know when they did the changes um, to Buena Vista or turned it into Buena Vista Street and Grizzly Peak um, and all of that is because uh, it it needed to. It was kind of the neglected park, um, yep. and they came in and did that. And it's cool how they did it because it was like when Walt Disney came to California. So, and then, yes. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, the old, you know, older times. And then they had um, the Carthay Circle and the, you know, premiere for uh, Snow White there and whatnot. So it's Even cool the having smoke those. Jump, the Smoke Jumpers Cafe reminds me of like era, World War II era plane hangers yep. with the prop plane. <laughs> And yep. then um, I, I do love the one thing I really liked about it was is they have the it, it basically it was it was an up area. The little scout little tourist, like the little kid part right next to California, uh, oh, the yeah. Grand Californian. Yep. I like it because it can be changed and it can stay the same, but rethemed very easily. So, yep. you know, they want to keep that part of the park up. You know, I oh, remember yeah. we were um, waiting for uh, the wife's friend. She was flying out to go to um, the air balloon, uh, the hot air balloon festival in Reno. So we were just hanging out by the hotel so that way she could leave and go catch her ride. And so we just hung out in a little play area because we stayed at Disneyland Hotel. And we went in one of the tunnels and you could touch the wall and it glowed with the paw prints. And I'm like, this is ingenious. Like, I would never come in here for any reason. I didn't have a kid yet. And it was so cool. Yep, no, exactly. And the same thing happened uh, with us. We went with um, a couple and they had two kids. And so me and the, the husband were like, hey, we'll take the kids. We're going to go back over here to this um, Redwood Creek area, Challenge Creek, and check it out. And the wives, my, my wife and his wife, they took off and did, did whatever. And oh my gosh, those kids just ran around. And it's a big area. It's big. It's, it's surprisingly big. It's big. open. <laughs> you could put a lot of people there and not run into it. And I didn't know how big an expanse it was, but yep. like I said, I never went back there. We went back there and mo- both me and him were like, we were almost more fascinated about it than the kids. The kids just wanted to, you know, go on the rocks, jump on the rocks, um, go, on go down the slides. Yeah, exactly. Run around the fort and whatnot. And I mean, I, we probably were on this one slide and it was uh, later in the evening, uh, not too late, but, because I think they shut it down early because, you know, there's not going to be any kids in the park like at 10 o'clock that want to go I, back. They there. usually, I think they rope it off at like, I want to say like 6 30 or 7 is when they yeah. rope it off. Because <laughs> I know when, when we were there, it was dark. I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, you know, whatever. Uh, but there was a slide and it was kind of a longer slide and it was perfect. I was at the bottom. And then the stairs ran right up to the side and he was at the top. And I'm not joking. We were probably there for 15 minutes. And those kids just kept going around, around and around. And it, there was nobody, there was nobody there. And you, you, and you could tell like it being 20 years old, it's going to show it's wear and tear in certain areas. 
But um, let's hope with it being shut down, they're going to be having a lot of work done. Because they said that, you know, the Avengers campus is opening, which leads us into in mid-March, they're going to do a food and beverage event. And it's ticketed. So you have to buy a ticket to get in there. And I know the tickets are going to be very high demand. Um, So, and along those lines, there's not much to say about it. We don't know anything. We don't know. It's going to replace the food and wine festival that they've had down there. I guarantee it. They probably won't serve alcohol. Maybe they will. Who knows? But it also leads into people are thinking that they're going to reopen downtown or downtown Disney, um, uh, Main Street USA and Disneyland to do the same thing because you have Carnation Cafe and you have the buffet place that you could have people walk in there. You can have everything else roped off, and that would add so many more employees. People don't think about, like, you know, I think like 75% of the people they let go were part-time people because they're under 40 hours a week or under 32 hours a week. You know how many people they could they could bring back 500 to 1,000 people to work that because you got to well, think they're part-time. They'd give them four-hour morning shift, four-hour midday shift, four-hour night shift. I mean, come yeah. on. You could bring back so many employees. No, exactly. And I know from what I saw is on that uh, food and beverage ticketed event at DCA is that um, I think they put a call out to a thousand cast members this yep. past week or the end of last week. So um, that that'll be going. And I mean, Knott's has been doing it. I just saw a thing yesterday or the day before that they're having their another festival coming there. I mean, they've been doing this for, you know, almost the whole time now since since the shutdown. Uh, and like you were saying, with the opening Main Street, all you have to do is just rope off the entrances to the lands. You could go there, take your picture in front of you know the Adventureland sign or whatnot. Uh, right. And you have that whole Main Street. It's all shopping. People are going to go in there and shop. They did it with Buena Vista Street across the way at DCA. So why not do it? Oh, people always want to go to Disneyland. And guess what? I mean, you could probably sell. It'll be one of the few times that you get your picture taken in front of the castle with absolutely nobody behind you. You know how much people will probably pay for that yeah. to get because they don't got photo pass or anything anymore because they don't have any more annual pass holders. You know, right. you could do a deal. Hey, you want this? Um, and, and sell it. People will probably pay it. I mean, technically, um, though, I think you still can get the photo pass. I know they have it in Disney World, so I'm sure they probably do it here too when they open. Oh, when they open, when yeah. they open, yeah. But I mean, it's uh, but it would be uh probably a little bit cheaper because you're not getting the right photos or anything. It'd just basically be like a photo spot and a photo shot in front of the uh the castle um on it. Yeah. But, I mean, to get a you know either a high quality digital download or to get an actual um picture printed up go to the photoshop and they print it up for you and here you go um on it so but it'll it's, be a, it's a brilliant idea to see what they do with it i'm yeah. excited i'm surprised um, they haven't done it earlier because they have all those booths they're already made up in I, the back, I think so. i think they're just waiting they were waiting to make sure all their ducks were lined up you know they probably got it they probably got word from somewhere that the, the governor is not going to try and lock us down again so um We'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't want to end on a negative, so we're going to go right to this. So so this is a negative, but I want to put it in perspective. We don't want to end on a negative. we got one more after this, but we don't want to end on a negative. So Disney is closing the Blue Sky Studios, which they made. All, they basically, the main ones you know of is they made all the Ice Age films for Fox. Um, the thing is, is this most of the time you see this company coming. 
Um, and what they what they say is is like you know it affects. I think it said like three thousand employees or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but you got to remember when when Disney acquires a company, they restructure their own companies because they have Pixar and Disney Animation. And they usually restructure them to fit a couple people. So they'll immediately grab like the top animators and stuff and say, hey, you want to come over here? Because a lot of them quit too. You know, they're like, nine, I'm not staying for this. So they'll bring some of the top ones over. They have said, though, this is the first time I've ever seen it where they said, oh, no, we're not bringing, we're not bringing anybody over. And they're I, like, I saw they, that too. And I was very surprised. They like, so they said they're going to help them with opportunities. So what I'm thinking they're going to do is because, so one thing I, I, I tell people that I feel like I was a genius when I saw this, when they first acquired um, Fox and all of a sudden I saw all these Disney games come up, like all these games, like, Oh, this is a division of this company that's owned by Disney. And it was like, wait, what? And you'd see it, and basically what it was is it was like a new game was coming out. They don't tell you what it is. They just say, hey, a game's coming out, and we need these developers. So they do try and find places, but I wanted to mention it because it is a heavy hit. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And well, um, and they were making, uh, making a series for Disney+. Plus. Oh, they were. Yeah, which it's just going to transfer based over on the Disney Ice Plus. Age characters. They're probably just going to transfer it over to to Disney. No, it, it, exactly. But That's it what they're going to do because in that uh, big uh, review that they did, I can't remember what they called it. Meeting that they released with all you know all their plans and whatnot. I think that was one of them in it. So it was weird that all of a sudden now that studio is closing. Not to like I said, not to say that. Pixar, Walt Disney Animation will pick it up, but like I said, it's just weird. Um, They're gonna probably push it over to the other one, so I'm I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with that. Um, the last thing, the positive that I am so excited for, like I love Wandavision, I love Wandavision, but the trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, oh my gosh, I was so excited for it. Tim doesn't watch these shows. I'm gonna talk to the the people directly. Tim's gonna look me in the camera. I'm pretending I'm talking to Tim. I'm talking to you guys. The fact that it's almost like it's a like because everyone wants a Jimmy Woo who is Randall Park. Um, you would know him as uh, Always Be My Maybe. He's the main character. Um, he is also um, uh, Asian Jim. I believe he's Asian Jim. Yeah. And then um, he's also I'm trying to remember what else he's in. So he's Asian Jim. He's on Fresh Off the Boat. And. He also was in the inter- he was in the interview. He was he played Kim Jong Un, but um, they won a buddy cop one with him with him and Darcy, who is the is the Cat Dennings character. They were like a buddy cop. This legit felt the trailer felt like a buddy cop. They're arguing in the room. They're having a staring contest. The lady's like, "How old are you guys?" It's just it was so amazing. Just the feeling I got from it, the fact that because they were both Cap's best friends, Bucky from the old time, Falcon from the new time. And they basically bonded over that. What are you doing? I can, can't see your hands because the Tiger King background. No, sorry. <laughs> I, was messing, I was picking the tiger's nose. Okay. but I didn't, know, I, really, I didn't know you were going to say anything, so proceed. <laughs> okay. But I really, really enjoyed the, the trailer, especially because I watched the Super Bowl cut, and I'm like, I bet you something else more. And they had more in the other one. A scene we didn't see in the original stuff of – 
the Falcon throwing the, the shield and then um, Bucky grabbing it, which I could see them both donning the helm. Um, we get our best look at Baron Zemo, which means that um, T'Challa did not kill him or arrest him or do anything with him. So we don't know what happened with him. Um, so we're going to see what happens there. And I'm just stoked about it because it feels like, you know, a high budget Hawaii five That's what I'll say. That's what it feels like. They got their little jokes in there. Like them, you know, um, one of the one of the funniest parts in the trailer is this girl kicks him in the head and knocks Bucky off the off the truck, and Falcon's flying next to him. And he goes, "You just got your butt kicked by a girl," and then the truck crumbs and he flies underneath and he goes. But it just it, it was really awesome. I really liked it. I thought it was super super fun. Uh, I'm probably gonna make Tim watch that one because. You know, he might have some questions about certain things, but I can explain to those small things to him, like kind of like the Mandalorian. Like he'll have a gist of like these two dudes are friends of Cap, these dudes, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not it doesn't look like it's deep into the lore like we know that Hawkeye is going to be. And um, we're assuming that WandaVision is going to end on like a super comic book kind of note. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for WandaVision coming out. Friday, I'm hoping to have it uploaded um, tomorrow, so that way it drops on Friday morning. Um, but, you know, that's all we got today. Tim, any final thoughts about anything? Um, no, but I do want to give um, a couple shout-outs. I won't call them out by name or anything. Um, my wife has coworkers that have recently started listening to the podcast. <laughs> so if all of a sudden in the past couple weeks you've gotten, like, four or five new uh, downloads down in my area. Um, I just want to see if they listen to the, uh, the whole podcast here and uh, give them a shout out and thank you. And um, if uh, I ever do get any type of money um, from it, which I don't, cause I know Chris will take it all, which is I'm completely fine with that. He could just pay for my, <laughs> he just pay for my beers when I take him out golfing. That's what um, we'll do. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, Thank you guys, and like I said, it's just a, a a shout out to them to see if they do listen to the whole podcast. And so. that's the key; you have to do it on the end. So if Tim's friends are listening to this right now, I do appreciate all of you. Um, if you guys ever have ideas, tell Tim. Tell Tim's wife; she will tell me before, yes. or we she will. Tell, don't tell me; tell the wife. There tell Tim's that's the key. Tell Tim's wife what you want to hear because she will relate it to me. In text message, or she will take over Tim's uh, seat on camera and talk to me a little bit while uh, we get ready for the podcast. So thank you all. I do want to insert here. Um, I'm going to throw this email out there because I don't access it at all. It was a joke. Um, I'm going to try to remember. I'm going to make sure I pull it up to make sure I say it right. So um, I kind of made a joke account to screw with um, – uh, to screw with Justin at ConCon's Cantina. We have an ongoing thing that I think that Yeah, hey, Connor... that's the first time you, you said it too. I know. Shout out to Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Um, but Hi, um, uh, my new email that's like a joke email, I haven't had one in a long time, is Duncan is the worst Highlander at gmail.com. And that's just for you, Justin. I know Justin's on vacation, but shout out to Justin. Shout out to Connor, who has helped me through a lot of stuff in this podcasting game, trying to take it to the next level, playing games with him. We played with him the other night. Me and Tim had a lot of fun. He's really Dude, good savage. at Call of Duty compared to Tim and myself. His back still um, hurts from carrying me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, thank you all for listening so much. We greatly appreciate it. We had a spike from um, Britain, I think it was. Um, so I don't know if it's a company listening or who you are, but I do appreciate it because I know it was just a temporary spike in listens, but it gets me all excited when I see it because it's just kind of like, well, that's kind of random. We have all these views. Um, I'm trying to figure think. out who the one was from China. No, I didn't, but there's there's a there's more from China this week. So this past so Tulare, four listens, four plays this week from Tulare. Um, a bunch in Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, a series has five, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, but I'm trying to think where the biggest I'm gonna try and do the um over the last 30 days because they did a lot. The UK, there was a town in the UK, Bexley Heath. The past 30 days, 153 listens. So whoever you are, um, I don't know what kind of international rates that I would have to pay, but I will buy you a shirt, buy you a hat, whatever you want. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you can prove from you're this town called Bexley Heath, send me a message, email that Duncan is the worst Highlander.com or just message us on our Instagram, whatever. And if you could prove it, I will send you a hat or shirt. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. So um, they shot up because it was last 30 days, but last year, yeah, they're up there and they've only been listening for a month. So thank you all it's a lot. I greatly appreciate it. And um, make sure you go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. And um, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I am Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>